0: what is up everybody this is michael ogbana and you are listening to day one and two of the bible reading plan 21 day jump start hey i'm really excited for everyone that decided to uh join in with me in this 21 day jump start um we're going to read the bible to, uh through cover to cover, and I'm excited about it. And so let me just get right to it. These are going to be really short, and I just want to share my thoughts. Um, So the first day of the reading plan, it was Genesis 1 and John 1. And so um, in Genesis 1, obviously, it just talks about creation and God creating the world in um, seven days and what he created on each day. And one thing that stood out to me was it was interesting that God just did one thing a day. Like, I feel like I never noticed it before where he just literally he did one thing and then he said it was good and then that was it. And then he moved on and he, and he you know, he went to not that he went to sleep, but he just said, OK, and this day, I'm going to do this. He did it and then he moved on. And the next day he did this. He did it, moved on. And so he did all that. And I thought that was really cool. Um, one thing also, when it got to the end on verse uh, 26, It said, and God said, let us make man in our image. So obviously that's powerful that it's talking in plural, like our, that means it's not just one person or one being. There's multiple people involved. And then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over all the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth. And so when every time I read Genesis, I always think this is how God originally intended it to be for man before we sin. This is what God had in mind. Life in the Garden of Eden is what God originally intended. And so when I read this and said, when God created man, he created us to have dominion over all the earth. He created Adam to have dominion he gave Adam the authority he named all the animals he just had authority over the earth and dominion and I think that's legit what God wanted for us and obviously in Christ that's what we receive back when we accept Christ into our heart everything that was lost in the garden of Eden we get that back so I think that's powerful and then it also says in verse 28 it says God blessed them talking about man and he said be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth so god the first thing god did when he created man he was he blessed them he said be fruitful and multiply and that is our portion today we should be fruitful we should always be going to the next level every year we should be doing more and we should be being bearing more fruit amen and um he just I continue to say um, that we have dominion. He gave us dominion over the fowl of the air, over the every living creature that moves upon the earth, and uh, I just thought that was cool in terms of Genesis one, how he gave us dominion, how he blessed man and said, "Be fruitful and multiply," and I just thought that was powerful. And now the next chapter was John one, and John one is powerful because it, it just talks about how Jesus is the Word. And then it talks about um, it talks about John the Baptist, who was sent to prepare the way for the Lord, for the Messiah. And um, it talks about um, Jesus picking some of his first disciples. But one thing that stuck out to me was. Obviously, um, let me see. Verse 12 says, but as many as received him to them, he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so it's amazing that when you believe, like sometimes we feel like in our we can't really do everything we're supposed to do as a Christian. But God doesn't expect to do us to do it in our own strength. He says that when you receive him the, to those who received him, he gave to them power to become the sons and daughters of God. And so when you receive Christ, you don't have to do it in your own strength. He gives you the power to become the son of God, to become a son of God. And I thought that was awesome. I also think that it's powerful that, um, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the, the beginning with God. And then verse three says, all things were made by him and without him, nothing, not anything made that was made. So I'm reading in the King James, but long story short, it says all things were made by him. And that's talking about Jesus, the word. And so if all things of everything in the earth was made through the word, through Jesus, how much more should our lives be built on the word of God, like, how can we expect to operate in this life without the word of God? And so I just thought that was cool that it said that all things were made by him. And so um, one last thing, because I don't want these to go too long is I thought it was interesting. I never noticed this before, but when um, John the Baptist was with his disciples, this is before Jesus was revealed um, who he was he had an answer. He said, I am blank, blank, blank. And so I believe that this year in 2022, when someone asks us, who are you? like You're going to have a specific answer to give them. It's going to be something that God gives you. God spoke to John. He said, you are going to be a voice that cries out in the wilderness. And that was his identity. And I believe that we all must know who we are in Christ, just like John the Baptist knew who he was and what his purpose was. When somebody asks us who we are, who are we? We should be able to tell them who we are in Christ and, and our specific purpose for being on the earth. And I thought that was so powerful. And so that was it for day one. That's day one. Um, it was Genesis one and John one. So if you haven't read those, I would go ahead and start um, reading those. But let's go to day 2. So day 2 was um day 2 included Genesis 2, Genesis 3, Psalms 149 and John 2. And so I'm going to just talk about Genesis 2 3 and then John 2. So um in Genesis 2 it just talks about continues to talk about the garden of Eden and, um, you know, man being formed. And it said that, um, when God formed man, he breathed, man was just, uh, you know, formed out of the dust of the air, the dust of the ground. And it said that God breathed the breath of life into him and man became a living being. It said he breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of man and man became a living being. So Obviously, the breath of God, the breath of life is a, um, you know, a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And so I believe that obviously, originally we were, I mean, Adam and Eve lived in the spirit. They were full of the spirit. They had no limitation in the spirit. But obviously, when sin came, that's when all, all, you know, you know, God said, if you eat this fruit, you will surely die. And obviously he was talking about spiritual death right when they sinned, their spiritual life was destroyed and they had, they had their access to God was destroyed. And that's why, obviously, Jesus came to restore that access. But how can we afford to live in this life without the breath of life, without the spirit living in us? And so we must prioritize the Holy Spirit in our lives. Amen. Um, And then. In Genesis 3, it was the fall, and I just thought that the fall was so I was just so frustrated, you know, because um it's amazing to see how the the devil will always get you to question the word of God, you know. When he came up to Eve, he said, um, you know. Did God really say that you shouldn't eat from the fruit? Like he pretty much was starting to make Eve question it. But then at first, Eve answered him and said, yes, God said that we can eat of every fruit except for this one. And then the devil said, you know, you can eat, you know, you won't die if you eat this fruit. Pretty much the opposite of what God said. He said, you won't die if you eat this fruit. God just knows that if you eat this, you'll become this, 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 and this. And then when she heard heard that, she started to be like, huh, maybe he is right. She started to ponder that thought. And, you know, once you start to question the word of God and you start to ponder it, it leads to obviously to sin. And so um, we need to make sure that we're not letting any serpent voices in our life get in the way of our relationship with the Lord we can't start to hear, hear, listen to people that are contradicting the word of God and cause us to question what God clearly said in his word, you know? Um, and then one thing I also noticed in Genesis three is that um, right when the devil caused man to sin and God found out about it, he immediately had a solution for that problem. And I'll honestly, it. Uh, I'm going to talk about the same thing in John two, because the same thing happened in John two, but you know, in Genesis three, when Adam sinned, Adam and Eve sinned and, um, God found out about it in Genesis three fifteen, it says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and that between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head and thou shall bruise his heel. And so when it's talking about the seed of the woman, that's talking about Christ. And pretty much from that moment, even before, obviously, this is thousands of thousands of years before Christ would even come to the earth. God already had a solution that he was going to send Jesus Christ to destroy and crush the devil's head. And that was the immediate response to the problem that had happened when Adam and Eve sinned. And so if you go to John 2, um. John 2 talks about the main thing in John 2 was the wedding which was Jesus's first miracle and um it was amazing because they ran out of wine right and so they started telling Jesus hey Jesus we're out of wine what do we do and Jesus was telling his mom hey chill out. I'm going to do, it's not my time. My time has not yet come. Like, wait a second. But Jesus, which is what he always does. He always knows what to do. He's never caught off guard. He never is like confused. He never doesn't know what to do. And he just already had a solution. He told people to get the water jugs and fill it with water and start to scoop and distribute and everything will be fine. And they said that the wine was the best wine they've ever had. That usually people save the best, you know, the worst wine for the end when everyone's drunk, but they sent, they saved the best for last. And I just love how Jesus always had a solution for every problem. And so with God, God is a uh, solution minded. He came and um, he brought a solution. And I believe that Jesus when you, if you're born again that Jesus lives on the inside of you and we have the mind of Christ and so we shouldn't think that there's any problem that's too hard for us to solve. I believe that uh you know we have that same mind in Christ that is able to solve any problem that comes our way and there's nothing that is too difficult for us to figure out. We should never say that we don't know how to do something. Um, I pray that this mind will be in um, us like that was in Christ, that we would always have a solution for the problems that present our way and come our way. anyways, that's a little summary for day one and two. I will post um, day three in the morning tomorrow. But I love this. I hope you guys are just um, getting excited about reading the word of God, really take it serious. And we're going to do this for 21 days straight. We're going to build a habit of reading the Bible every single day. So I um, can't wait for you guys to, uh, you know, enjoy it. <laughs> this is a day in the life of Augie. It's a day in the life of Augie.